Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, DB peeps. It is time for our episode called Mad Hatter. I feel like I need to tip my hat to you, Sarah. I do. I, I feel like that. Why aren't we? You're wearing a hat. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, why are we not more prepared? Well, I mean, I'm glad that I brought a winter hat. Yeah, it's, it's a cold. little chilly right now. It's it feels like November. I mean, I'm okay with that though. I mean, maybe not for always recording podcasts. But I love fall. It's like my favorite. Fall is great. Season. Yeah, I just it's kind of early. It seems like early for this weather. Girl, right we are mid September. I know. I'm I'm a baby. <laughs> It is what it is. Well, I'm, I'm in denial. We're also we're also coming off of a significant amount of rain, I think, up here, and I, so we're trying to like find a happy medium. I think that week of rain, I think, really put me down. Put you down. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, hopefully, uh, this episode, the wine at least, will bring you up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being with you always does, oh, Jamie. Thanks, dear. Same. And now uh, we're in, we're less frequent. So anywho, this week, guys, we are drinking a 2016 Nine Hats Cabernet Sauvignon from Columbia Valley, Washington. Yeah, I'm going to open it. Why do you think it's Nine Hats? Why do you think they chose Nine? Because I could not find out why they chose Nine. And one of the hats on the label is red and the other ones are they all the same green. hat? They are. Is the so, one is the red one a fedora, though? I think they all are. And the red one's tipped and the other ones aren't. So I'm oh. wondering why there's nine hats and not like Oh my god. Ten. I, I feel or, like we need to find this out. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I didn't see anything on their website, but that is really interesting. I would say that it is visually appealing. Yeah. So this is true. there's that. That was the quietest crack I've ever heard. Or not heard. Not heard. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's dark. It must be oh the God. Syrah in there. I'm so excited. This is 86% Cabernet Sauvignon. It can still be listed as a single varietal on the label due yep. to wine laws here in the States. But there's 11% Syrah and 3%, 3% Merlot. Merlot. There you go. Thank you. Uh-huh. Sorry, I, I, I feel like I did not give you enough in that first pour. And a long reach. All right. Cheers. Cheers. It smells like cab. It also, it smells like fall. It does. <laughs> uh, this is out of Columbia Valley. It's a 2016. I think you said that already. Yeah. Um, How much did you pay for it? So $12.98, which and is this super was sale. A steal. Yeah, online it's about $20. And this was like, a, mm. it was a special price coming through from our local wine shop. Yes, it was. I know I still, I ordered two bottles and I still have to go pick those up. That's pretty good. Let me. I think it needs to breathe a little bit, but it's pretty good. It's like very cab. It's very cab. It's very bright and acidic at the front, but like there's a fair amount of tannin that goes in here. So I think it's going to... It's going to open up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I think for the price point, I mean, this is a pretty... I feel like the $10 cat, this oh. is a little bit more than that, but still like, you know, sometimes in that range, those cabs are not, you know... They can take a. They taste so oaky to me most of the time. Well, because like the they ones. probably yeah, because they probably do some extra things to them yeah. that are not like extra things in the vineyard necessarily. Yeah, but I think too, it depends where you're gonna like what you pay for where you're gonna get it. 
Washington, granted, Cabernet is the leading grape, the leading red grape in Washington state overall. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's very common. It's it's widely used. But if you consider the price points of Cabernets from Washington versus Cabernets from California, notably Napa. Oh, big difference. Huge yeah. difference. Huge difference. Yeah. So what can you tell us about uh, Nine Hats that we do know? Maybe not why it's called Nine Hats, but... Yeah, so there's a lot of... There's a couple things in it about Nine Hats that I found interesting as I started looking into this. And if we haven't... Did we talk about our what our topic's going to be? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> we just really wanted to get to the wine. We just really wanted to get it's to the wine. So we're going to be talking about the many hats that we wear, which mm-hmm. I all of us do wear several hats. So if you get it, Mad Hatter, Nine Hats. Like, I mean, pretty clever, I think. Anyway... <laughs> So this started getting interesting when I started looking into this. So firstly, I pull up nine hats and I see that they have Julia's Dazzle Rosé. And tell me what that is. Okay, it is. So when I was in Washington. Your um, neighbor dog is real pissed. Yeah, those dogs are, those neighbor dogs are kind (laughs) of out there, huh? Um, When I was in Washington, we went to visit Long Shadows, who makes Poet Leaps Riesling. Oh, that is yummy. We had that yeah. at a tasting like two years ago. Yeah. I actually have a bottle at, yep. here at home. Yep. Um, and we had the... And you know me. I'm not a huge rosé fan. No. We had the rosé. And the rosé was called Julia's Dazzle. And it was very, very good. It Like, I loved it. And it's made... And I thought it was so interesting because it's made from Pinot Gris. Oh, which is a tech, usually a white grape, right? Now, what kind of pink, like what kind of rosé color it's, was it? It's, I mean, it's not that white. Okay, so it's really interesting, and it's so good. So I brought some home, uh-huh. and recently, so I was with my mom and sister. All three of us brought a bottle home, and the funniest thing is, is my mom and I decided to drink it on the same day, like her at my her at her house and me at my house. And we didn't know that my sister drank hers on the same day. No way. Because we drank ours together on, like, video. I don't know why we didn't include her. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was, like, a couple years later. So it was really odd that she drank it. My sister drank it on the same day. Anyways. I love that because it's, like, you all you all knew. Yeah. It's ESP. Mm-hmm. Not ESPN. ESP. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was so, we remember, we all were like, oh my God, this is so good. It's as good as you remember, you know? And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you go, when you go wine tasting, you forget. Also, it like, depending upon how much you've drank. you've been drinking a while. Yeah, yeah. Up until that point, like it could certainly make things taste yeah. better later. So I was actually online looking we all know to that buy feeling. it and it's only $18 a bottle or $19, something like that. Really? Yeah. And so I was going to order some anyway. So as I'm looking in Nine Hats, they have Julia's Dazzle on their website. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is not making sense to me. I am so confused. Okay. So this is why. So Nine Hats, the winemakers used to work at Long Shadows. Did they branch out by themselves? So I believe they did. So Mm. they say in the beginning there was one wine, which was a 2007 red blend that was striking quality and it was approachable and delicious. But it was created with such impeccable attention to detail and the benefit of top quality grapes. But I think 
what they're saying is is that this is more affordable. So basically, it's ex- it's it's their expanded portfolio of affordable, sophisticated wines styled for the modern consumer, because not every occasion calls for the same wine. Which is so this is a. Ri- so it was originally blended from the declassified wines created for Long Shadows portfolios, mm. and then Nine Hats stepped out of the shadows, so to say, uh-huh. <laughs> put to, to put a tasty, easy-drinking, everyday wine in a bottle. I'm still unclear as if, if they're the same people or if it's different people. Well, it um, says that it's they rely on Long Shadows' talented winemaking team to craft their wine. So... I mean, I think that it's it's almost like a collaborative effort still, but yeah. an acknowledgement that the goals of these two lines of wine, and we've seen this for like even like the Austin Hope Quest and the other lines that they make, yeah, that they're very they're different brands, but they're still from the same vineyards and from the same like team essentially. Yeah, maybe there, there's just maybe like less attention to detail. Maybe the grapes aren't from the highest well, quality ones that I'm, they have. The whole like declassified wines, I just wonder if that maybe means like, you know, when they go through, like oftentimes if things, if grapes come from different lots, like they'll, um, they'll ferment it separately and they won't yeah. blend all of those things together yet because they want to see sort of like how it's really developing in the barrels or in the tanks, wherever they're right. fermenting. And so I wonder if that has something to do with what a declassified wine is. I'm just, I'm not totally familiar with that, but that might mean like maybe it's not like they're top notch. It's not going to be a single varietal. It's going to be part of a blend of some sort. Yes. But this has to be like pretty decent in terms of standing out because it's 86% cab. I no, mean. for sure. And it was rated 90 points by James Suckling. Kira wow. McNeil put together something on it and gave it 88 points. Oh, she's got to have a great description of it. What does she, she say? She does. She says, <laughs> while an expensive cab might be tasty, we'll usually miss the mark when it comes to structure. And if there's one thing you want in Cabernet, it's definitely structure. Think of structure as a commanding framework, the flying buttresses. Oh, the there we go. Cathedral mm-hmm. of fruit. <laughs> Nine Hats has real Cabernet style, dark cassis flavors, and a fine tannic structure. The brand is the invention of Alan Shoup, one of Washington's most creative winemen, who assembled nine top international winemakers to each make great expensive wines with Washington grapes. The Cabernet grapes that didn't make the ultra top cut Mm. went into this baby. Okay. So you're drinking a lot of talent at a fraction of the typical cost. Party season is coming. Nice. I mean, that yeah. was for the 2015, but yep. I imagine that's still true today for yeah. this yeah. vintage. Exactly. Yeah. This one is 14.9% ABV. Um, Ooh, a little higher than 2015. A little bit higher. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this Julia's Dazzle has won top wines under, you know, $30 and like all this stuff. So you guys get out there and get it. Get it. Get your hands on that Pinot Gris Rosé. Yeah. So anything about, like, I mean, we don't usually do cab from Washington, from Columbia Valley. Yeah, no, we actually don't do a lot of wines from Washington in general. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's for any real reason, because Washington has fantastic wines. But you're right. I mean, it's kind of surprising because Washington actually, I mentioned before, the leading red grape from Washington is, in fact, Cabernet Sauvignon. The other one is Syrah, by the way, which Washington yes, Syrahs are amazing. amazing. So like good. those, if you ask me if I would like a Syrah and where to get one or mm-hmm. what to recommend, I would 100% say Washington. Definitely. Walla Walla Valley has really good wines too. But Columbia Valley is kind of interesting. And I don't, I mean, you went to Washington 
Yeah. Two, a year ago? Two years oh, ago. Oh, no. It's been a few years. Yeah. Okay. We didn't actually get to go see the wineries, but they have like right. tasting room areas. I In guess. Seattle. Yes. And a little bit outside of Seattle. Yeah. But so the interesting thing about that is that there's certainly like wine growing regions around Seattle and like along the west coast of the state of Washington. But those are like the rainy ones, right? Mm-hmm. That's like exact like what you think of when it comes to Seattle. Like mm-hmm. you think rain all the time. Well, Columbia Valley is actually on the eastern side of the state. It's east of the Cascade Mountains, so it's in this rain shadow, which is why I think the Long Shadows name as a winery oh, is kind of funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that actually contributes a lot to the fact that Columbia Valley and the AVAs included in the Columbia Valley AVA, so like the subregions, why they do Cabernet like extremely well. And that's because Cabernet, you know, needs a lot of heat and sun exposure to ripen fully. Out in the Columbia Valley, there's a long, consistent growing season with over, get this, over 300 plus days of sunshine a year. Mm. And that's like more than Napa. That is. It's definitely more than here. (laughs) Yeah. Learning that really made me want to go to the eastern side of Washington. Yeah. But I know it's not quite as simple to get there. So a few other fun facts about Columbia Valley itself. Uh, The AVA, so it's a pretty big AVA, uh, actually the largest in the state of Washington and one of the largest in the country. This AVA was established in 1984, so it's actually pretty young. Um, And it does kind of, Columbia Valley AVA crosses over a little bit into Oregon to the south. If you look at wines like on the wine shelf, on the wine shelf. In the wine store, on a shelf with wine, whatever. Um, Columbia Valley could, in fact, cover both states or just one. So maybe pay attention to that. Maybe, yeah. No, that's true. Sometimes you see that, like, the wines are from Oregon, but we bottle in Seattle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But so very little rainfall, six to eight inches. And they say, I got this from Wine Folly. It says that's about as dry as the Gobi Desert. Oh, Wow. I mean, it is a desert there, which you, I mean, I don't think of. Yeah, I would expect it to be much rainier. I would, I would too, but that's why it's deceiving. It's like once you hit the Cascade Mountains, like you're golden. Um, It's just, I've heard, I've listened to other podcasts about wine and um, read some other things, just getting to that side of the state Mm -hmm. and like the actual wine growing region. Mm Mm-hmm is not that easy. Uh, it's going to be a long drive from wherever you end up coming in. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So um, I feel like that is, those are some of the most interesting tidbits. The The last one I'll leave you with is that um, the Columbia Valley soil is predominantly loess. And it's, I'm not, I wish that I knew like more about actual soils themselves, but this is described as windblown silt and sand created by the Missoula floods. Missoula. Missoula. <laughs> and the result is increased aromatics in the wine. So I bet that's why, like, once you pop a wine open, it, then, like, this is why I think I love Washington Syrahs specifically. It's just, like, overwhelming and fragrant and just <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Right? Like, even before you pour yourself a glass. Yeah, you're just enjoying oh. it already. Yes. I'm enjoying this. It's definitely gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, as things have gone on, I did my little slurpy slurp. Should we get on to the, the yeah. many hats that we wear? Yeah, let's do it. Are, in fact, are we mad hatters? That's a question I mean, we'll answer, I, I guess. I think uh, most women are. 
mad in the sense that we go nuts because we do have to wear so many hats? Yeah, I think most, I mean, most women take on a lot, you know? Yeah. Not to say men don't. I'm not saying that. But like, you know, especially in this day and age. I mean, how many hats do you wear? Let's talk about this. Do you want to count them? I mean, like, let's talk about what types of hats you wear. Oh, okay. Because like you, so this could mean so many things, right? This could mean like the different roles you take, right? Yeah. So like wife, daughter, sister, aunt, aunt, neighbor, neighbor. I mean, not, not me yet, but mother, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You've got, and then you're the professional woman. You're the career woman. I was going to say, in like professionalism, like in the professional world, like there are a number of hats to wear there too because, you know, I don't currently manage, like I'm not a supervisor any longer, but I manage a team. And so there is sort of that managerial hat to wear. Um, But also I I am but a a worker bee to some extent. Do you know what I mean? And so there are many hats at work too, like the arbiter even. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're you're a best friend, you're an acquaintance, you're, a, you know, a really good friend. Um, like, are you the one that always listens to, yeah. you know, the, you people come to you for advice and things like that? Do you give more, like, the therapist role? Do you have to wear that hat? Well, I mean, I think in friendships a lot of times it's like, it ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. If you're in a good friendship. So there's that. But then there's, you know, you have so much more. Podcaster. <laughs> Right. True. <laughs> that's our that's our hat of creativity. That's Sarah. our hat of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's there's all these different hats you wear and you have to be you have to kind of adjust to where what you're doing and where and who you are at that point. Yeah. And then there's like you have to be wearing different hats and different roles. So like when you're in a professional environment, when you're in your career, you need to be professional, assertive. You can't be messing around. Like you need yeah. to get the job done. You need to be motivated. You need to be committed. Like all those things. Okay. Then as a mother or, you know, daughter, whatever, like you have to be compassionate, empathetic, sensitive. Well, but see, I would argue that you have to do some of that at work too. I think about like my old team and I love my old team so much. I was so fortunate. I was just texting them the other day. and But it's like, you know, we were certainly there for each other through a lot of things, like a lot of like life events. Not always does that line get crossed, but yeah. I think that that means, you know, you can more easily take off certain hats and or wear multiples, like half and halves, and kind of accomplish multiple things. But that, I think, Sarah, is kind of where it gets a little tricky because, mm-hmm. like, how do you know when to take a hat off? Or how do you know, like, which ones you're going to need at any given point? Mm-hmm. And so I think that adaptability is also really important. Well, I think also now, more than ever in this environment where people are working from home, and trying mm-hmm. to be parents at home with their mm-hmm. kids, like homeschooling, like whatever. Oh, God. I mean, there it's it's more than ever that everything yeah. is like kind of just melding. Because like you're not in that setting anymore where you're in the office environment where like you know you're in your professional. You have your professional hat on and then you can take it's it off separation. at the end of the day. There's no separation. Mm-hmm. So like... How how do you put on your personal hat and your professional hat in the same environment? Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard. Yep. Like, I mean, I don't have kids, and I can't imagine, you know, 
working from your home office with your kids trying to go to school and you guys are in this in the same building and you need to like be that person on you know your zoom meeting but you also need to go like tend to your children at the same time and then you need to alternate between those two on on the drop of a dime yep I mean that's so hard and women I'm sorry again I'm not trying to be sexist here but like you know women have more guilt I feel when it comes to some of this I think that's probably and again and not to be like disparaging to the dads around or anything like that but I think that is typical I just because of like some of the things that I feel like women project even upon themselves yeah oftentimes I hear from people who who are moms you know it's hard finding time for yourself and it's like well just know like yourself, you yourself is just as important and deserves self-care and quality time just as much as each of the other members of your family. Like, cause if you're not okay, they're not going to be okay. That's so true. Yeah. And but so I think, it's balanced. but I think you're right that that it really is felt and more so by the women yeah. in the family. Yeah. So you're juggling like the work thing and the kids thing, let's say. But, like, you know, you can't forget about your your relationship with your spouse. You need time for that because... Or your friends. Like, if you don't yeah. have a significant other, like, definitely taking care of your friends outside of that workspace. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think this has always been difficult in, like, the modern age to be juggling all these hats or wearing, you know, switching from one to another. Yeah. But I think now more than ever, it's getting more, it's getting more difficult because it's hard to separate everything I mean I feel like that has changed and I think it could change depending upon if you're switching jobs or whatever too because then like you have a whole new set of hats to wear as like the newbie or something like that as well I feel like that's kind of where I am right now I don't know that's the one that like resonates most with me at this point in time because there's there's more uncertainty with me about like how to move forward and and do my job sometimes yeah, because I don't quite know the appropriate time to wear like the more assertive hat or yeah. be like the the one in charge giving direction hat or just kind of sitting back and soaking in hat. Because I think that each of those hats has like a role within every situation. Um, but again, I think it's hard to be that newbie and kind of figure out like what is the most appropriate time. And yeah, Sarah, what is OK? So there's this. There's like a list of different hats um, from, is it the Reverend Lucinda Scherzing? Yeah, so I don't know who she is. I just found this online. <laughs> I was wondering. On I was like, website. is she somebody of importance here? No, she's not. Okay. I just liked At least what not she, to us, right? right. Yeah. I just liked what she wrote about the many hats we wear. Because, you know, she wrote about like sometimes you feel so, you're spread so thin. Yeah. Um, and so you can wear all these hats in one day. And so, of course, you feel overwhelmed sometimes. Um, But she discusses it in a different way, like not necessarily the roles that we're talking about, like, you know, employee, mom, daughter, spouse. Uh Like, that's not what she's saying. Like, she's saying, like, you have, like, the hat of childlike qualities of innocence and joy. And this is the hat you wear when you look at the world and enjoy each moment. Um, You know, when you, like, enjoy, like, a butterfly or... You know, birds singing or a bug scurrying. I mean, I don't really enjoy that. The worm that Winston was getting at earlier? That was hilarious. (laughs) But like, you know, the little things during the day that you might enjoy. So 
That's your hat of childlike qualities of innocence and joy. Okay. And then you have the hat of worry and sorrow, and that's the heaviest hat to wear. Because this is become when you become hopelessly lost in the problems of the moment of deep despair or sorrow of loss. And, you know, I've definitely been there, and that's yeah. hard because that becomes very overwhelming where, like, it takes over everything else, mm-hmm. right? It's all-consuming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hat of the teacher, she says, and that is one where you're teaching your children or in, even in a profession, you're teaching a skill to adults. Um, and so this is when it can feel very large because you're realizing that your teaching can affect lives in many ways for many years. It's like it's so amazing when you have that sort of epiphany or light bulb and you're just like, oh, shit, wait, what I say actually matters. Like people are yeah. listening to this. Yeah. And so it encourages you, I think, to be a little bit more thoughtful. I mean, I, I've learned to embrace the hat of the teacher. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, you have to embrace it because... If you don't, I, I guess, like, then, I mean, you just overanalyze everything and then you freak out about everything that you're saying. And I, you just can't do that. I was just talking to Sean about this, too. I was not good at explaining things to people or talking to people, but I knew that I needed that skill. Mm-hmm. So I very much lacked the hat of the teacher, but I wanted to get the hat of the teacher, at least in this context. And so I kind of forced myself into those situations so that I would become more comfortable with that and I think I definitely I feel very good about (laughs) what like how far I've come with that um just because of you know the nature of my work but also like having taught like fitness classes that was really like the beginning of it and I think maybe that's one other point is that even though like one of these hats and I know she has like a couple more here that I think are also really important to to keep in mind but just because one of these hats doesn't seem to fit you like right then and there does not mean that it's not going to be on your shelf somewhere or that you're not going to have to go like pick it up in the future. Right. And so, you know, again, as we go through different stages of our lives, I definitely think like the hats have gotten larger. You even said that with the hat of the teacher, like sometimes it's like the biggest hat a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes feels maybe a little too big. Yeah. I think that's really an interesting perspective to take and to think about life this way and you know like when I was younger of course it was more like the innocence and joy and as I got older and like developed greater friendships and relationships I think it came more to another hat that the reverend uh, mentioned and that is the hat of compassion empathy sensitivity love and kindness yeah I mean I think that things just change your neighbors really love like evening mowing sessions I swear it's only when you're here how do they see though no, I mean, it's like pitch back dark right now. This is a hat I will never wear. Oh, my God. The midnight mower. No. <laughs> God, no. God, no. No. Oh, my um, gosh. Okay, sorry. God, it is so distracting <laughs> because we have, since I've oh, been here, oh, there have that. been four people that have mowed their lawns. It's and insane. I swear, I was like, this is a different night of the week. I swear it's mostly when you're here. I, I swear. I think they look for my car. I think they do, for sure. Can we talk about the hat of the house cleaner? Because I feel like... Wait, the what? The hat of the house cleaner. Because I feel like (laughs) I wear that hat a lot. I I mean... You do like... I put that on myself. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think you more so than me, but definitely I... I have put that on myself as well. Yeah. No, I I feel like nothing is ever clean enough. I don't know what my problem is. But... um, Did you have a messy roommate at one point? No, I've been like this since I was a kid. It's bad. When I was a kid, 
I remember being in first grade and I had this like princess canopy bed. I was like obsessed with it. Uh huh. And I wouldn't sleep. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and tell my parents like the sheets are not, they're messed up so I can't sleep. So you have to come and straighten them out. I mean, that is a sign of a psychopath. Like, that is, that's a little crazy. Like it's a little nutty. That is, it is a little mad hatter. That is crazy. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. If I had a kid and they did that, I'd be like, oh, my God, we have to take this child to, like, some sort of psychologist because that is crazy. So that's just a brief glimpse into my brain. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, and I love that you're like, no, if we ever had a kid that did that, uh-uh, that's not normal. We're going to see that's someone. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's not oh, normal. my goodness. Yeah. I mean, and my mom was, like, super young and, like, you know, I was there first. So, like, she'd be like... Okay, you just have to go to bed. Like, here, we're straightening the sheets out. It's time to go to sleep. Wow. But I'd wake up, and, like, if my sheets were all crumply, and I remember doing this. Like, this is a crazy part. I mean, what was, go- like, what possesses a child to do that? I have no idea, except pure insanity, which apparently is me. So that's just a little, like, glimpse into my life. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Sarah is a mad hatter. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I think we've solidified that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that is such a unique quality. I know. I know my poor husband. I know. I know it is. I've, I've, I've definitely, you would go nuts in our bed. uh, Oh, I've tried to like, like let go a little bit, especially with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like still, I mean, I still have very weird things. Like the closet has to be closed. Especially when I'm sleeping. Oh. Like, I can't. That, I don't think that's weird. I think that's normal. Like, for me, okay. that's normal. Crazy. <laughs> so, like, those are the. I those, love this hat. I love this hat. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Adam knows all these things about me now. And he's like, okay, the pillows <laughs> will go this way or she'll go crazy. Yep. Yeah. So well, good for him then. Anyway, so that's one hat I wear. That's a big hat that I wear for sure. Especially with your transition to working at home, too. Yes, a year because ago. I so it's it's a struggle because like so for me to relax mm-hmm. and like focus, I need my house to be clean. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're mm. working at home, your house is not clean every single day, right? <laughs> I'm about to drink, but I'm just laughing so hard. So like because... it takes me for me to I'm like I need to sit down and work. I cannot clean the whole house. Trying to do that is so hard for me to separate those two hats. I've had to, like, shut the office door and be like, don't come out because you'll freak out, you know, kind of thing. Well, um, and you're lucky because you have a space that's true. to go and do that. That's I true. do not. Yes, I know. Do not. I know. Yes. And so. Right, right. But that that was, like, my big thing. I used to get so irritated because I'd work at the kitchen counter right next to the kitchen sink. And, like, dishes, if there were dishes in there, I would just, like, stare at them all day and I'd be like, oh, my God. I just can't deal with it. Yeah. My kitchen has to be clean before I go to sleep. Yeah. And Adam's like, well, I'll just do the dishes in the morning. And I'm like, I, I, my brain does not work you that can't. way. You can't. Like, if I wake up and see that, like, automatically my day is all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I, I, I like, I can't start my yeah. day. I need to clean. Like, and it just puts me in a tizzy. Oh, I get that. I it actually, does. I get that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's a hat. So what about her last hat is the hat of creativity. Oh, but we skipped compassion. Oh, no, I mentioned that one. Okay. But we didn't like, we didn't talk too deeply about yeah. it. It looks very much like the hat of the teacher, but it also resembles the hat of childlike qualities. Oh, the compassion one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Empathy, sensitivity, love, kindness. Yeah, because like, you know, you might be 
you might be like in professional mode or whatever, but like something might happen where you're like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, I just feel really bad. Like I need to, like, you know, I, that, like that, that's a personal, like that's a humanistic and personal thing. Absolutely. That might need a little bit of sensitivity, a little bit of kindness. Totally. And that's where I think like that hat, I mean, it really kind of bridges all aspects of life too. It's like that one is always Mm -hmm. like the underneath hat. And then you put some other ones on top. I mean, if so you're a good person. Yeah. If you're, yeah, because I like that, I like that she says that it's, this particular hat is the one that we might consider as, like, the right thing to do. I think that a lot of people, hmm, ooh. Well, I was just going to take this down, like, a weird road, but maybe I'll reserve that for a future <laughs> podcast. Okay. Because I think people, quote, unquote, try to do the right thing. But they only do what is right in front of an audience. Oh, oh yeah, that's so. That's a different that's podcast a different situation. Yeah, we will revisit that. Yeah, in the future. <laughs> that's yeah. like a let's get raging drunk and talk about it. Let's do it. Podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um. Okay. Your final hat. The cre- yeah. So the creativity. So that's like us in this podcast. I mean, that's really like that makes you feel better. Yeah. Because. She lists, like, poet, writer, painter, craftsperson, photographer. She doesn't list drunk bitch. She does not list a drunk bitch. <laughs> Damn it. She herself is obviously not a DVP. No. No. Uh, but I feel like that is hard. Like, to me, I was like, well, that doesn't – these don't resonate with me. Like, does that mean that I don't wear this hat? But no, that's not true. I mean, I think that creativity can come in many forms. This is true. And not just podcasting. No. Creativity, I think, comes in, like, how you solve problems, too, which is not represented here. But it comes in, like, a lot of hobbies. True. You know, like, musical instruments. Yeah, that's um, fair. You know, doing outdoorsy things. Um, You know, people like to knit. (laughs) Like, people like pottery. Brad Pitt likes pottery, apparently. I just read that. He also makes wine still, so... Yeah, he does. Except he's not drinking anymore. I just I was... read one of his. I just read his GQ interview. And he's oh, not t- drinking anymore, but he's making vases and pots out of clay. Is this a midlife crisis? Uh, he talks about that. Oh, he just. Oh, I don't think it is. I don't know. But you know yeah. what though? Putting the the comment of the midlife crisis aside, I think that that is good because maybe it's he's tired of wearing the same old hat, and. The same old hat, like the form of the same old hat, and he wants to try a new form. And so he's going from acting to more with his hands, less in front of a camera or behind a camera even. This is true. And one of my biggest things I'm always like, when are people going to retire? Like, when are they going to give themselves time to like like do what they want? Yeah, but he doesn't need to work. No, he doesn't. Well, maybe he does because of divorce, but whatever. I don't know. He does talk about the divorce. Oh, my God. This seems like a very... What's, what's I thought the, it was going to be more juicy than it was. I'll be honest with you. Oh. So, but, but, you know. It's GQ. It's not like People Magazine or something. I know. I was like, come on, Brad. <laughs> spill. Spill anyway. the beans. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, several hats. I, you know, I never thought of it this way, but we definitely are, like, changing hats at a drop of a dime at a moment's notice. Yeah. So, she does say... What does your hat look like? Is it well-balanced so that a gust from the winds of surprise will knock it off? 
There's nothing so forlorn, forlorn as a hat that has been battered and rumpled because it has become unbalanced from being worn too long, or a hat that simply sat on the shelf unworn. Both sound very depressing. Um, yeah, that's like one of the most depressing statements. Can I tell you a fun fact about a hat? Yeah, please do. <laughs> I am trying to remember what I was just listening. Oh, I think I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were, I don't know, somehow talking about Jackie O's, mm, um, mm-hmm. her outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Her That she wore to, like, the state dinner or something. Yeah. And um, this hat that she wore, and it might have been the inauguration, actually. Okay. The hat she wore it was supposed to be rounded, but it was so windy that day that she had to hold the hat on her head the entire day. And so she dented it. And it was definitely not meant to be like that. And the designer, like, was kind of pissed off about it, like a little miffed about it. But it started a trend after that because she just looked so damn cool. And, uh, but that was like, that was the start of the trend of like the Jackie O hat and the Jackie O fashion sense. Wow. Speaking literally, are you a hat person? Like, do you wear, like, no, I mean, I'm a, I will wear a baseball hat when I go out and it's sunny. So I have to tell you guys that the funny thing is that for work tomorrow and one of my calls. Yeah. Like they're trying, I think they're trying to like. Be funny. Make things more light. Okay. <laughs> but the theme is that we all have to wear a hat. It's like in grade school when we all had crazy hat day. I swear I feel like I'm. Seven. Do you have the hat? Do you know which hat you're going to wear? I don't know yet. I could wear like my big floppy one that I wear like at the beach. Uh-huh. Or I could wear a baseball cap. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a baseball cap. I do. I have a couple. Or I could wear like a fedora type hat. Okay. <sighs> or like a winter hat. Those I wear all the time. I mean, I guess it depends, like, how warm you get. But, like, regardless, I mean, I think that's so interesting that... Yeah, I'm, it's going to be game time decision. Okay. I mean, it's a morning call, so... See, I, okay, so I don't typically wear hats. Like, right now, I obviously am wearing one. But my hat, my hair is so flat anyway. I feel like I get hat head especially bad. And so I don't typically like to wear hats. And then my head gets too hot and... Then I just get whiny. And so for me, it's sometimes easier to just not wear a hat. Okay. As much as I love them, I'll say. Yeah, I, I just, I think some people can pull them off more than others. And I don't think True. I'm a person who can. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, I've seen you wear some hats, but def- I don't think I've ever seen you in a baseball hat. Yeah, I've got a couple. I do. Uh, yeah, I do like baseball hats. I just don't um, like where the ponytails go. I know. This is true. Um, um, okay, so what back, back to like what to do with all of the hats? What do we do with all of the hats? Yeah, uh, I thought this was interesting. I found um, some tips on what to do. Obviously, like, help me through here. For every time you Ooh. agree to do something, you gotta, you, you don't, you can't be a yes person all the time, oh, right? Thank you. So you're gonna have to say no sometimes. Thank you. So sometimes, you know, you really just have to look at all your commitments, look at what's on your plate, look at how many hats you have hanging up, and just say no. Like, you know what? I don't have enough time for that. Just say no. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that was about drugs from, like, McGruff back in uh, 
I don't know, like fourth grade or something. Yeah. But but seriously, like I think that I think you're so right. And this rings so true to me because I often think of people and I'm just like, but why do you keep saying yes? Like if you said yes to that, like then figure out like what you're not gonna do. It's exactly. okay to not do everything. Exactly. And I think that there this might be a bit confusing because of that hat of compassion and just kind of always wanting to do the right thing. But knowing for yourself that always saying yes is not doing the right thing for you it might be helping somebody else out but realistically I think about like you know you give a man a fish you feed him for a day you teach a man to fish you feed him for a lifetime or something like think about like when delegating makes the most sense and when you can use that teacher hat in order to get some shit off your plate yeah Because I think that is, I think people sometimes forget that you can say no. And you're not an awful person if you do that. Otherwise, you become a mad hatter. Yes. Like, oh, yes. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's definitely super important. I love that one. Yeah. And in the same vein, I guess, try and leave a little bit of room on your hat rack, you know, for like (laughs) a hat or two for unexpected stuff that comes up. Yep. Um, you never know. You never know. Uh, okay. Also, you know, you got to give some time for you. That's what like, I was saying before. I know. Yes. Especially now, I, again, when there's no separation between things and like we can't go to as many places as we used to, like people aren't spawing it up like they normally do and things I like mean, that. I mean, I'll admit, I just went to go get a massage last weekend, but it was I glorious. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm saying like, it's not. You know, it's It's different. It's different now, right? At least for the time being. So, like, you have to find other ways, maybe, to do self-care. And maybe that means, like, you know, taking a bath and having, like, 30, 40 minutes of uninterrupted Mm. time with your glass of wine and your book. I have gotten one of those things for my bathtub. I know we've talked about it on this podcast before. I have yet to use it. Well... I mean, okay, now you actually have no excuse to not use it because you have a damn bathtub. I do. And it's it's actually, like, it's a deeper than, like, standard bathtub. I have one of those things, too, but I don't have a bathtub. Yes. And that is, like, what you just described is, like, my dream. Hmm. I wish that I could do that. Uh, You are, you're welcome, Jamie. It's our spare room. So, like, you're welcome (laughs) anytime to come. And, like, we won't bother you. Like, you can just enjoy the bath. You know, Adam's going to be gone for, you know, hunting and stuff. You can, oh, that's You're always true. welcome. We can have a girl's day. You can come take your bath and, you know, I'll sit, do my nails in the other room. That until sounds you're all good. Well, well relaxed. That's, a, that's definitely an idea, Sarah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> What's yeah. funny is that you're not the only friend who's offered up their bathtub to me. Obviously, I make a big deal out of the fact that I don't have a bathtub. Well, one day you definitely will. I know. Right? So, I know. yeah. And then you could pay the favor back, you know. It's true. It's true. You'll have, like, a bigger, nicer, mm, like, I want the Jets. I was going to say. Oh, you'll have that kind of bathtub. And then, yeah. My parents used to have one of those in our house yeah. growing up. It was nice. My parents, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ugh, so yeah. Nice. You know, put on a face mask. I don't know. For men, you know, do it. Do what you need to do. Like, go out and, like, I don't know, do guy things. Watch Men can wear face, face masks. Sure. There's a Friends episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. They can. Um, no, but you're right. I mean, I think, and it's, it's, 
that's the thing is like we certainly have an idea of like what our like what self-care looks like to us but like that's not for everyone and so whatever it is that you find to bring you peace and relaxation like by all means you got to take care of you because like I said before if you're not okay nobody else who you are taking care of is okay I mean maybe they are but it's so much more it's so much easier. I was going to use bad grammar, but it's so much easier to just kind of drop all your hats and like let shit crumble and yeah. then then feel like totally out of control. Right. So, you know, it's it's important to keep that in mind, you know, like day to day, like you got to like find a way to keep yourself sane. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I agree. I agree. Oh. Should we uh, go back to our wine? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. This is the hat I love. The wine hat. The wine hat. hat. I was telling, I was telling Sarah this earlier, um, I because I have new coworkers, some, somehow we got like talking, I was talking to these two other uh, women at work about something and then I was like, somehow it segued into wine and Willamette Valley and just wine in general. And they're like, oh my God, how do you know so much about wine? And I was like, drinking. I just drink a lot, <laughs> but but not to say not to like make it sound like weird or whatever. But it's like it is a good hat. I like I like wearing the drinker hat because I like learning about the drinking. It's the creativity. <laughs> I like learning about the yeah. wine. Like it's wine is cool. Like there's so many facets and so many cool things to learn about it. That um, yeah, I just I we do learn love it. something new every time we do this. Uh, every time, yeah. Um, I am getting a lot of, like, red fruits. Like, and I think that, I mean, that's, like, Cabernet. But there's also getting a the little extra depth and, like. Tobacco. Yeah. I'm getting some tobacco. Um, you know, black currant maybe. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's kind of got that, like, it's manly in that sense. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's, like. Manly. It's, All right. It's like an it's a nighttime wine. Oh, it's got that. Maybe like, it's a bath time wine. No, it's not a bath time wine. Oh, at least for me. I was. I mean, okay. Oh, it depends on what kind of bath you're taking. <laughs> yeah, it was like manly. Okay. All right. Depends on what kind of bath you're taking. Um, <laughs> but no, I just think it's like when I say that, I mean like. God, I'm getting. I'm, I'm just all sorts of sexism with this podcast today. You're all sorts of what? sexism with this podcast today. It's like it's like bold, you know. That's not sex. I mean, oh, know? I hear. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. But, but like, I don't it's think just that's... it's tobacco. It's deep. It's dark. It's black. Well, current. but some of that. Okay, but some of your attribution to being more manly because of that is mostly is probably because like I remember you telling me that like your grandfather smoked a tobacco mm-hmm, pipe, mm-hmm. and so like. To me, I feel like that is a direct correlation and why you you don't have that connotation with like that smell yeah, that yeah. you pick up. So I, I'm not judging you by any means for being and, sexist. And maybe some like really dark chocolate, like that like yes, that it's, like it's 80% like a, dark. I was just going to say it's got more of like a, a, not more, it's like a slight bitterness to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you take a bite of that really dark chocolate and you're like, oh, it's good, but it's bitter. Yeah, like you're like I can't have like a ton of it. That's that's all how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, slow sips. Yeah, slow sips. Yeah, and no, I I think I agree with that assessment. I mean, I think it's again, I for a 
what thirteen dollar bottle that yeah. that you got, and I have a couple waiting for me. Yeah. And if it's twenty bucks normally, like it's I mean certainly uh, a value. I think Cabernet. Oh, definitely. Uh, from the States. And, I mean, again, Washington is just – I think Washington has exceptional wines. Like, Columbia Valley is great. Um, Walla Walla Valley is mm-hmm. also really fantastic. And so, you know, whenever I see something that comes from Washington, I feel like I'm, I try to – I almost gravitate more towards it, which is ironic because we don't drink a bunch of them. Yeah. But, you know, not all of them have, like, really cool-ass names. This is true. <laughs> You know, I just had a little piece of chocolate with it, and it actually complements it very well. Yeah. So I would say that that is a recommendation. Yeah. All right. Sweet. <sighs> All, All right. right. Well, well jinx, damn, double jinx. jinx. Now that your neighbors are done doing their lawn chores, yeah. I think we'll have to say goodnight until next time. Until next time. I'm going to go put on my sleepy hat. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> All, right. All right. Cheers. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.